0: All right. Welcome to The Sedated Man. This is the daughter series, part two of a three-part series. Uh, We went over abuse in part one, and today we're going over neglect. Now, a lot of people think that neglect and abuse are one and the same, and sometimes they can be, but really, most of the time, they're not. So, joining me today is Brenda Baker, my wife. Hello. Hi. (laughs) So she's going to get the same questions that anybody else would get. And I'm going to ask the same thing of uh, anybody who's listening that I asked of the last interview. If you have questions for Brenda, uh, she is more than happy to answer them. You, I would ask that you shoot those questions through me unless she wants to field them her- herself as she does have a blog post of her own. So <laughs> A little different than the last one. So. With that, let's just go ahead and roll right into it as far as neglect goes. So now not everybody that's listening knows who you are. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your background.
1: Okay. Well, my name is Brenda Baker and uh, I'm Mike's wife. And um, I guess I need to go all the way back to when I was young. Uh, When I was in first grade, I was told or actually my parents were told that I was dyslexic. And so because of that, in my time, they didn't really have a whole lot of anything set up to help kids um, that didn't learn like everybody else. And so what they did with me is they put me in with the uh, mentally disabled kids. Um, it was good because I learned a love for those kids that I would never have had otherwise. But it was bad because my peers really picked at me and told me how stupid I was, told me I was a retard. And I really took all of that to heart. And So moving forward, you know, I was in the, what my peers called the retard room uh, until I was, you know, I had a few classes that I did outside of the, that room, but the rest of the time I was in there until I was a sophomore in high school. And at that point they put me in regular classes. And so it was really pretty, or I actually, I was, yeah, I was a sophomore in high school. So really it, it, it kind of is part of my story because you know, I really internalized everything that happened uh with that. And then the neglect that I had really played against me <laughs> when it came to uh further on in my life. But I'll let you kinda you know direct the questions because I don't want to take over. So
0: <laughs> oh, that's fine. Um so so we're talking about neglect, and let me remind everybody the whole idea behind this series and I picked daughters because typically men are more more emotionally attached to their daughters than their sons. I mean, this stuff can go for sons totally, but I really wanted to point it out in the daughters because I think it's more overlooked in daughters than anything. So, you know, abuse, that's a no brainer. Of course, that's not okay. But we look at neglect and we measure neglect and men don't realize, I think that they're, being neglectful we as men don't always realize that we're pushing something aside that we need to not push aside so the purpose of this series is to point that out so you knock that crap off so that you give your daughters and your sons the time that they need but let me tell you something boys are were created by God to let some of that stuff roll off but girls not so much and because we're men we don't think about those things so when we really delve into this think about it So. So when would you say? So your your relationship between you and your dad during this time, how was
1: mm-hmm. it? Um, well, it was really good until I started developing as a woman. Um, there was a couple of different reasons, but my dad was typically was kind of a work of, a workaholic. Um, he had gotten injured when I was just little tiny and pretty much internalized the fact that he couldn't he couldn't support his wife and his daughter and so he became a workaholic because of that and um you know just the fear and whatever really kind of became the story he told himself he really he decided that I have to I have to support my family I have to be a good provider and kind of that was you know, his era, you know, cause he's going on 75 in a couple of months here. And so his era, that's what they did. And, um, and you know, but, and when I got to be older, it switched drastically. So did I answer your question or <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> maybe, yeah. I, I mean, but how old would you say you were when you first really noticed your dad stepping back?
1: Well, at the time I, I don't know if I really noticed that much because, you know, I was starting to get interested in my friends and, and that sort of thing. So, but looking back, I would say I was probably around 11 or 12.
0: Okay. And do you think that, uh, do you think your dad uh, as he continued on it because he was a workaholic for as long as you can remember? Yeah. Do you think that that was partly an escape for him as well to get away from from possibly the things that made him uncomfortable, like having a developing daughter.
1: Um, no, I think it was more because he just really he felt that he needed a support, um, and he had his own business. So, as you know, <laughs> yeah. having your own business is um, very, very time consuming when you don't manage it, uh, or you know, or you let it control you. So that's pretty much the model. Of business that my dad had was he said yes to everything Um, he did everything and so it was he and my mom working themselves like crazy trying to provide and um, and that sort of thing so I don't really think he was trying to get away from me or the situation or any of that I think it was just more that he just had that fear that he wouldn't be able to provide what we needed and just basically worked himself crazy, you know? <laughs>
0: so, so would you say that, uh, that he put the business before the family?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Consist- 100%. Con- consistently. Yes. Okay. So how did your dad taken a, taken a step back like that? Because like I said, girls really notice more so, but, mm-hmm. uh, how did that affect your view uh, growing up? Did you feel that your dad was your protector? Did you feel that he really had your back or did you just feel abandoned?
1: Um, I really, you know, and this is the other part of my story, I I really started searching for a boy. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I had a lot of boyfriends. Uh, I I kind of just really was looking for male attention and I would look for it wherever. Now, I didn't dress... I didn't dress poorly. I didn't, um, I didn't act provocative or anything, but I definitely was looking for some sort of attention. Um, I remember one of the last boyfriends that I had before um, the guy that I'm sure we'll talk about here real soon. um, I remember just being heartbroken and just feeling like, why doesn't anyone love me? Um, And, and so part, of that for me was because of my past, uh, because I had been told I was stupid, not by my parents, but by all of my peers, and you know, and the teachers. Not you know, <laughs> when I got put in regular classes, most of the teachers could care less. Um, they they really didn't want to mess with me because I was hard. I was already a hard kid, but then at the same time, I had a very difficult time learning the way that everybody else did. And so it was very challenging for me in the classes that I actually was in, so um,
0: so yeah. so did you really feel like your dad had your back during those years?
1: no no there was there was several there were several situations that I don't really want to go into that i I definitely I feel like he should have been there for me
0: <laughs> right yeah. so so now we'll fast forward a little bit. You end up involved with. With a real creep. Yeah. Who was not me for the record.
1: Nope.
0: up <laughs> so involved with a real creep. Now, before we get into that guy, do you feel that your dad stepping back contributed directly to you seeking attention from, from guys like this?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Uh, my dad wasn't showing me what a healthy relationship with a man was mm-hmm. um, in my teen years. And so... I just went and looked for, and I don't remember actually going out and searching necessarily, but I definitely had a desire within me to find someone, some man to love me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I wasn't sleeping around or any of that, but I was definitely looking and trying to find someone who would value me. And definitely um, the next guy that I met was, he came on extremely strong he told me everything that a girl would want to hear <laughs> and then some would tell me how beautiful I was and whatever and he really worked hard on trying to separate me from my friends my family um yeah it, it was it was interesting and so you know I met the wrong guy I married the wrong guy I had a boy a baby with the wrong guy and by the time I was 21, I was divorced with a small child. You know, it was mm-hmm. not a good situation. And and I don't hold my dad accountable for those things because those were my choices. But I was extremely young. I was 16, but I was I was probably more in the 14 mind frame. You know, I, I definitely wasn't as mature as a 16-year-old. Um, I was I was pretty immature for my age. And so I made yeah. some really bad choices.
0: Yeah. So, but uh, so back to how your dad you, you didn't feel he had your back, and
1: you—that no.
0: you feel that although you don't blame him for your poor choices because they were your poor choices, right? Uh, you feel that the lack of positive ma- male role model directly contributed, but in addition to that, were you getting what you would consider uh, a proper? view at home of what a good marriage looked like also. No. No. No, my
1: dad was. So that always, bled
0: that bled from you right into the, right into the, his marriage with your mom then.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, you know, their marriage was, um, you know, they never like fist fought or anything like that, but it was definitely, um, my dad spoke and my mom moved, you know, <laughs> I mean, she, he definitely was in control and Um, not always in positive ways it was some somewhat um, I, I don't know what I would call it it was it was just you know they they had a they had a very needy business and so their business really took over a lot of their time and they really didn't have or didn't Find <laughs> yeah. you know find the time to build the relationship and and I'm not saying that they didn't have a relationship but um you know it, it definitely wasn't um how I you know how you and I <laughs> do have yeah. chosen you know. to do it. Yeah.
0: so see this is one thing I just want to say right quick this is where neglect gets real gray for some guys they think well i got to work my butt off to provide and uh, i'll be the first one to say that's bull crap because i've worked my butt off sometimes 3 4 jobs to make sure that that Brenda could stay home with the five boys that we had and i don't regret doing that but i actively took a role as husband and father anytime i was working and this isn't a pat myself on the back thing the point here is to show that neglect does not have to be a heavy hand and it doesn't ha- it's simply exactly that neglect you got a girl who now doesn't, doesn't feel that dad has her back. Wonders if he even really loves mom. Correct me if I'm wrong there.
1: (laughs) Okay. So wonders
0: if he even really loves mom, uh, you know, speaks and people are supposed to jump and really is, is guided by this whole, well, I got to provide for my family. And I guess that stops when I come home because what, what, what was his, what were his uh, after work activities?
1: So when he was home from work, he was, pretty much always in front of the TV. Mm -hmm. Um, We never ate meals together. It was always in front of the TV. If I wanted to see my dad, I had to go to his room with his TV, you know, and um, if I was ever in trouble, I would get a lecture rather than him trying to walk alongside me and, you know, and teach me and, and try to impart his wisdom on me. He would just talk at me. Right. Because he he hadn't had a relationship with me, and so he didn't know how to deal with me. Um, and honestly, our personalities really repelled in my teen years. In my teen years, I couldn't stand my dad. I, I seriously wanted to just get away from him as quickly as I could because I I felt like he would tell me to do one thing, and then he would do something different. Um, And so that was, that was challenging. And that was hard because I remember feeling so angry at my dad because I didn't know why he didn't love me. Mm -hmm.
0: Has that, uh, has that thought changed? No. So that, that brings us to how's your relationship with your dad now?
1: Uh, it's difficult at best. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It's, it's, um, honestly, I went and took care of my parents, um, Back in January, uh, my mom had a full knee replacement, and my dad isn't is now in a wheelchair, and so I had to, you know, wash him and, you know, you know, yeah. personal do personal care and take care of him and uh, things like that. And I was like so excited because I thought it was going to be that that one thing that was going to uh, bring us together, and it didn't. <laughs> it was actually a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. We just, we just repel each other still. Mm -hmm.
0: Just another side note to any men that are listening. uh, Yes, her dad is difficult, uh, but he's not a complete and utter jerk. He's, he's not hard to be around. He's just very demanding. The whole point here is if you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm not like that. Okay. If you're looking for things to judge yourself out of where you think you are, then you just need to deal with where you are if you're trying to, you know, wiggle your way to the side to say, well, that's just not me. That might be some me, but that's not all me. Okay. If it's some you, it still needs a change. It doesn't need to be all you. You don't need to be, you don't need to be the retired old guy who sits in front of the TV and does nothing and is difficult and doesn't tell anybody he loves them. If, if you're even showing some neglect, it will, it'll be years before you see it in your kids and you'll live with that regret. So, your dad, when's the last time your dad actually gave you a hug or even told you he loved you? I couldn't even tell you. It's been so long. Now, I don't say that to be a jerk or a, to, to even downplay her dad. Personal affection, personal touch, words like I love you. And by the way, if you if you say I love you to your kid and you're like, well, I encourage him every day, I tell him I love him. I love you is a statement of fact. It's not a set of encouraging words. It's something that should come out of your mouth every day. So it needs to be that and then encouraging words as well. All right. Now you'll think, well, didn't we just do something, you know, like when it comes to time when it was probably like three weeks. Okay. And you thought it was three days. You've got to get a grasp on your time. You've got to recognize your daughters and your sons absolutely need your presence It's not that you work all the time. It's the fact that you're not present when you're not working. So,
1: and just as a side note, you know, I honestly can't remember any time my dad has ever told me he loved me. Mm -hmm. I remember it written in cards, but other than that, I don't remember him ever telling me to my face that he loves me. Yeah. And very, very few hugs ever.
0: Yeah. So, so then what have you done throughout your life to fill that void? Would you say that there's a void? due to the lack of relationship with your dad somewhat?
1: Um, I Not now because you're awesome, but um, <laughs> about
0: me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can say whatever I want. This is my, my interview. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, yes, definitely. There was a void. Um, definitely. There's been times where I've really wondered why. Hmm.
0: So, so then, uh, do you, do you still wish to, th- I'm, now I know, of course I'm your husband. I know, I know that, uh, I know that you feel the loss of a relationship with your dad, but have you ever wished that you had a relationship with him? Cause he is difficult. He's not the easiest guy to get along with. He does like the lecture. He does like to tell you what to do. He is very controlling, but have you ever wished that you could have a relationship with your dad?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I, you know, like I said, in in January when I uh, went to take care of my, both of my parents, I was thinking that that would be the one thing that would bring us together and uh, just really help us to learn how to appreciate each other. And it didn't. (laughs) not even a
0: little. Yeah. So, so then what would you tell? Okay. So see, you've got, you've got the women and the men who will listen to the abuse podcast I just did and they'll go, Oh my gosh, you know, that's horrible. But then you've got the ones who feel bad for feeling bad. Mm -hmm. The neglected ones, such as yourself, the ones who are like, why doesn't my dad love me? Why doesn't my mom love me? Why can't they just accept me? And there are times when you just need to be real with your folks, and there are times when you just need to walk away. But the point here is, is neglect is uh, every bit as much damaging as abuse. Now, abuse is horrible, and I'm not saying that the two are the same, but I'm saying that long-term they can cause the same amount of damage. So, I mean, you know, uh, abuse last week, found herself in the arms of another abuser. Okay. Here we have you totally different situation, Mm -hmm. but a lack of love and attention, positive male attention from the father. And we find a woman in the exact same spot.
1: Yeah. And I was definitely married to a very abusive man. Uh, Mostly he abused me with his words, but that was not the only type of abuse that I sustained from him. So, you know, it's, it's neglect is so different than abuse from a parent, but it definitely has long lasting uh, results as well. And because of my past in school, I definitely took everything to heart and I just thought I didn't mean anything to anyone. And that you know, my, that that my first husband would be the best that I could get. Mm -hmm. Um, And he pretty much convinced me of that. Uh, He worked really hard on, You know, working my, all of the ugly thoughts that would go through my head, anytime I even started to kind of drift away from him, he would just, you know, hook me right back in by just picking at me about different things. So yeah, the the neglect in my case definitely, um, definitely was detrimental to my
0: story for sure. So would you say that with a lot of women then neglect can ultimately lead to abuse?
1: Absolutely. Because you don't know what a healthy man, what a relationship with a, a healthy relationship with a man looks like if your dad is stepping back. And that's exactly what my dad did. He stepped back from me. And so I thought there's something wrong with me. The, uh, what, what's wrong with me? And so I would fix myself up more. And, and, and even to this day, I don't go anywhere unless I am so sick (laughs) uh, without my makeup on, because I I think that I'm not pretty, Mm -hmm. you know? And that definitely comes from always trying to make myself look the way I thought would, I don't know. (laughs) It's, it's so Uh, crazy.
0: As a side note, did you, and this, this directly has something to do with it. So as a side note, for one, and I know we've repeated I'm going to repeat it again. You didn't get any positive physical attention from your dad. No, you got, you got no, I love you's from your dad. Did you really get any encouraging words from your dad?
1: No, I think that probably my dad was a quality time person because even in my teens, he did occasionally take my friends and I to a hot spring really close to where we live. Mm -hmm. Um, But mostly he gave his love in food and work and, um, you know, doing things for me.
0: But he himself was a comfort eater, was he not? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, and I just want to throw this in there, but your dad had the habit of many men as far as checking other women out, did he not? And he was rather, and he was rather obvious about it. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I want to point out, guys. So you've got a young lady who doesn't get positive physical attention, isn't getting any I love you, any words of affirmation, uh, wonders why her dad doesn't love her, is looking for male attention anywhere she can find it really, and it leads, her to, and it leads to abuse, like serious uh, you know, physical, verbal, and sexual abuse. And then on top of that, you got dad checking other women out. So why do you think that she would consistently fix herself up? Because dad's objectification of women is directly related to how his daughter views herself in his eyes.
1: Well, and just to clarify, my dad never sexually
0: no abused no, no, no. me Sorry.
1: Or, or anything. I just wanted to be no, <laughs>
0: very no. clear. The abuse, um, the abuse I'm talking about, of course, I know the backstory, but yeah, the yeah. abuse I'm talking about was at the hands of of uh, her, her ex husband of her ex husband. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely not her dad. He was no. simply neglect. But like I was saying, since this one is on neglect, neglect can have far, far reaching uh, outcomes. And when you think that one little thing that you do, you know, you've promised your kid eight times already that you go fishing with him. Why haven't you? And what, and what, what makes it okay for you to just blow him off, but you won't blow the guys at work off? Yeah. That's just a paycheck. Whereas your kid's going to be around forever, that paycheck will change. So, all right, do you have anything that you want to say to say to women in general? Women. Just or well, sorry. The (laughs) the audience is men, yes. But is there anything that you would like to tell men? I apologize.
1: No, you're fine. Like to tell men. I'm just giving you a bad time. (laughs) Um, you know, your daughters are the most important thing on the planet, and if they know that they're one hundred percent. The best, like they're so important to you, um, and then you coach them as they're learning and growing and um, and trying to find their their mate. Um, it's it's going to be so awesome, and it's going to be so much better for them. Now they might still make bad decisions, and that's that's a whole different. That's not on you, <laughs> um, but it's just really really important to. Do everything you can to try to nurture that relationship with your daughter um, you know, like you said, do do what you say you're going to do, be who you say they should be um, and show them with how you treat their mother um, how a man should treat a woman now again, that doesn't always work sometimes girls still make bad decisions, but you know just doing everything you can to try to teach them train them and then coach them is so important.
0: At the end of the day you want to have as few regrets about how you parented your daughter as possible. Mm-hmm. Because think of it this way. I've said it I've said this a lot, you know, your kids are not who you want them to be, they're who you are. Well, your daughters won't marry who you want them to marry. They'll marry somebody like you. And that may not always be that great. So make sure that you're a great guy. So The question of the hour: What's the one thing, the one thing that you feel churches need to change?
1: Mm, I've been thinking about that question all day today, (laughs) trying to decide (laughs) what all. Question everybody likes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, honestly, I I really believe that churches need to do a better job teaching and training uh, boys as they're young. Teach and train them how to speak teach and train them how to, you know, get a Bible study. Um, This training is actually going to help them because it's going to give them confidence. And I, I really believe that when boys are taught to have confidence, they're better people, they're better men, they're better husbands. And I really see a lack in the churches today with, with regard to how boys are raised up, they're pretty much just, ah, they're boys, they're boys. And there's a lot of passes that, that are given, not only by parents, but by, you know, church, you know, the, the church leaders. Um, boys will be boys, you know, how often do you hear that? And it's, it's like, no, boys are whoever you, as the parent, and you, as the church leader, help them to be. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna come up to the standard that you set as a parent and as a church leader and so you know have parenting classes teach people how to parent these boys teach them what to do with their daughters there needs to be a lot more teaching because honestly people are getting their teaching from tv yeah uh and it's not going so well And we're going to lose the country if we're not more careful and more um, purposeful with how we teach and train those in churches. So that would be what I would say.
0: Yeah, send those kids outside. Don't put them in front of the TV. All right, so I'm going to leave this one up to you. If, uh, If you would like people to be able to find you, where can they find you?
1: Well, I have a blog, and so if they wanted to email me, they could email me at Brenda at MomsMixedFamilyBlender.com, or they can find me on social media.
0: Okay, and it's also MomsMixedFamilyBlender.com.
1: Right, yep, except for Twitter. That's my name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Twitter's just Brenda?
1: Yep, Brenda Baker, yep.
0: All righty. All right, well, so neglect. It's nothing to put aside. It's nothing to shirk off. It's nothing to pretend it doesn't exist. It's something you need to frigging deal with and you need to quit. I I mean, you need to quit sedating. That's, you know, this whole thing is about the sedated man. The whole point of the sedated man is that the sedated man will always look for an out. He will always look for someplace else to go, something that makes him feel better. And you know what? Kids are hard. You know what? I, I didn't need a manual to know that before I had one. All right. All I had to do was talk to other parents. If you're not sure what to do, find somebody in your church who has kids that behave in a manner you would like your kids to behave in and talk to them. If for some reason you can't find those people, well, A, maybe it's time to look for another church. B, you can email me directly at Mike at the sedated man.com and we will help you get the resources you need to get that part straight. So, With that, you can find us, if you're watching the video, you're watching it on either Facebook or YouTube. If you'd like to hear the podcast, you can find us on Anchor.fm, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public, CastBox, Breaker, and Spotify. If you listen to the podcast, you want to watch the video, uh, you'd obviously watch it for her because I'm not much to look at. Then you can watch us on Facebook or YouTube, also The Sedated Man. You can also find us on Instagram. And if you would like to see the show notes for this, it will be patreon.com slash the sedated man. Uh, once again, you can email me, mike at the And I want to thank my wife for coming on and, uh, and sharing her story. Thank you very much, honey.
1: Thanks, babe.